Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Born Yesterday, a brand new podcast experiment in which I... Andy Barr, and my good friend Alexander Bennett... Hello, darling. ...have been cloning ourselves. Yes, and those clones who have been alive for 24 hours have had the opportunity to learn about three things, and we ask comedian guests to explain other things to them on the basis that those clones only understand three things. The three things that our clones have familiarised themselves with on this episode are Pinocchio... Jaeger bombs. And the very broad topic of bears. 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 Your friend of mine, the bear. Yep, wonderful fella, the bear. Do bears live in the UK? Uh, Not outside of zoos anymore. Okay. I think we might have had bears Mm. at some point. I would imagine when, um, I don't know if they'd been been, uh, knocked out of the frame uh, before uh, the collapse of Doggerland. But um, what? Doggerland. What's Doggerland? Doggerland was. Um, there's a misconception that it was a sort of land bridge between uh, continental Europe and the United Kingdom mm. uh, across the sort of you know the Channel and, and mainly connecting sort of Norfolk and um, and the Netherlands and oh yes Denmark and right that sort of thing right. Um, it wasn't as much of a land bridge as just like just some more, loads more fucking land right. Um, but I don't know where the bears would have come across that. They might have popped over. They might have done. You know, all sorts of things could have migrated. And Paid a visit. Yeah. Had a look around. Bigfoot. Yeah. Stomping about the place. Although, you know. All the way from North America. Yeah, no, it would have been, yeah, it would have been the Yeti. He likes to travel. He Say would. what you like about Bigfoot. He gets around. He's got the feet for it. Yeah. Yomping. <laughs> you can really put the miles in. Yeah. Yeah. He Provided he's got a... Satchel full of goods. Yeah. A tough mudder is nothing to the Yeti. No. Well, that's, you know, that's a different thing. That's isn't a different it? thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bears are scary. 
Yeah. I, well, some of them. Some not so much. I, I think... Um, Do you like to give an example of the non-scary bear? Yes, the sun bear. What's a sun bear? Just a nice-looking bear. Oh, I've got ones that are nice-looking. Nice-looking little bear. Yeah. I think the panda... Yeah. ...is... It'll still fuck you up if you... It could, but I don't think it's ever of a mind to. No. And I think that, you know, as with, you know, you can hang around with a bloke who could, you know, could get a bit handy if mm. if push came to shove. Yes. But ultimately, his good nature could be enough to lull you into a sort of, not necessarily even false sense of security, but, you know, ease in his presence. So you're saying pandas, they can handle themselves, but they choose not to. Yes. Okay. Yes, they have... Uh, a a sort of species wide uh, death drive. Is it possible that um, all sa- all pandas are just in a suicide pact that we don't know about? Uh, I am going to say that it's not only possible; mm. it's true. It's true. Yeah, I think that. Um, they have, at some point in their um, sort of evolution, uh, genetic predisposition to want to extinguish their own species yes. has entered the mix. Yeah. And that conservation efforts are frustrating. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm going to stake my reputation on that. Well, do you think it's moral to keep them alive or to let them die, Andy? Or ethical, even? What's the... Mm. I think that it is immoral. To let them die? To let them live. To let them live. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's good that we know where we stand on this particular platform, Andy. And I couldn't agree more. No. Let them go. Let them go. It's what they want. If anything, we should be helping speed up the process. Hmm. Via... um, Perhaps some sort of um, reality television. <laughs> and I don't use this word lightly. Extravaganza. <laughs> okay. Picture the scene. Yeah. Do Bruce they... Forsyth has been reanimated. <laughs> okay. He's prevent- he's we pre- get one back from Hades <laughs> in exchange. <laughs> David Attenborough is led kindly by the hand to the gates of hell and say, sorry, David, it's, it's an exchange. Hades takes David warmly yeah. by the hand. Coughs. Bruce is coughed up, already posed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his, you know, his hand on his head. Mm. <laughs> he says, it's nice to not be dead anymore. <laughs> not be dead. Nice. <laughs> he's sticking to a warehouse to awaiting Claudia Winkleman, yeah. who is, um, who's got a series of pandas and some of your favorite. Got her hair shiny. Yes. And some of your favorite celebrities from the worlds of, you know, comedy, entertainment, singing, drama. They all have to kill a panda in the most. Steven Seagal's there. <laughs> yeah, Steven Seagal's he's, there. he's given the most sluggish panda. Yes, uh, he's only able to dispatch one from a from a seated position due to his well documented mobility issues these days. Yeah, and um, you know you can uh, you 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 lucky viewer mm. can watch. As, you can um, vote on one yeah, method. As Emily Sande tries it. to kill a panda with a brick. <laughs> yeah, test dailies.
there. Yeah. Watching, as she always is. Yeah. Observing. She's got a hatchet. Yeah. But she hasn't yet been moved to put it into action. No. It's just in case one of them decides, hold on, I'll fight back. Yeah. Then Tess comes and deals with them. Yeah. So that's uh, what I think. Maya Jammer just <laughs> kicking a panda's face off. Yeah. Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas turn to camera and make witty comments. Yeah, I'm glad you've remembered two further celebrities. <laughs> and he's slim pickings with uh, <laughs> Tess Daly, Emily Sandler, and Maya Jammer, wasn't it? <laughs> really? You're really poking around in the depths of the old recall. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are popular. Emily Sandow? <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen her since the Olympics opening ceremony. Or maybe once on Saturday Kitchen or something. All right. Well, maybe listen. People often use reality television as a as a platform to yeah. further their careers. You know. Okay. Every episode, one mm. of the pandas is actually just an unpopular celebrity guest. <laughs> <laughs> and or someone who has faded from the limelight is yeah. probably warmly remembered. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, you whip 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 it off. Who was that you were beating, Emily? Yeah. Ross Abbott's breathed his last. Then you can have a sort of nice in-memoriam package at the end of the episode. And yeah. just go, well. Cla- Claudia does a serious voice. Yeah. <laughs> Forsyth's chin falls off. Yeah. <laughs> Reanimated. <laughs> Affront to God and man that he is. <laughs> Speaking of a reanimated affront to God, uh, how much familiarity do you have with Pinocchio? Um, I watched the Disney cartoon when yep. I was younger. Guillermo del Toro has a new version out, which I'm keen he to does. watch. Stop motion. Yes, very keen to watch that. Um, if you were to lie, Andy, right. and one of your organs grow bigger, which would be the most inconvenient? Uh, one foot. Yeah. yeah. Or like a knee. Yeah, I broadly agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether it would sort of like either lengthen or, or yeah. just kind of generally swell. Yeah, but I think that would be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> okay, what, what I'm going to say the literal pain in the ass is you. You know, you. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say to you, Andy. Mm. Okay, tongue. So you, when you lie, mm. you're. <laughs> This is your Pinocchio, Andy, and I, I want to know. I want to know how you would function if this is the curse, or is it a gift right. that you would have? Right. This is your Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your anus. No, no, no. You're thinking. You're thinking below the belt. I'm above the belt. Pancreas. Every time you lie, your eyes get longer. <laughs> yeah. Are they recessing backwards or are they kind of coming out of... They're protruding. They're protruding. Yeah. And, but they still... Do they maintain a kind of structural integrity or are they drooping? Uh, they, <laughs> they are drooping. Okay. <laughs> so if you, you know, if you were to cough, <laughs> yeah. coughing on your eyes and they're yeah. just sort of flapping upwards a bit and then slapping wetly back into your face as they Absolutely, drop yes. down. Yeah. Uh, and what's the question? How would you function in life, given that this is the life you have to live? I'd shoot myself in the head. <laughs> or, right, you know, the other out, I would never lie. Well, they are, indeed. You, you know. Yeah. You'd be an honest man. People would know you're an honest man. 
Because they'd look at you and go, look, his eyes look normal. He clearly hasn't lied in quite some time. So there's a regression that happens here? Takes a couple of the weeks. The more truth yeah, is takes, spoken? Takes a couple of weeks and they recede back in. Right. Can you can you speak a lot of truths in order to speed this up? No. Okay. The eyes, the eyes becoming longer is a punishment. Right. Okay. Um, it takes about a fortnight for them to kind of... You can hear them being sucked back in at night. And how, what does that sound like? Okay, but and and what what amount of uh, movement does that amount of sound correspond to? Well, it's very little movement. Right. And no, okay, here, 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 okay, here's what happens. Right, okay, so yeah. you make a lie. Yeah. Your eyes get a lot longer. The more you lie, the longer they get. Yeah, and then. Exactly a fortnight from that point, in the middle of the night, your it's eyes are just sucked back pop, in. Pop back in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that. Okay. Right back in. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio, the Disney version, mm. has a scene in it that is sort of um, a lot of people's sort of early childhood traumatic memory. Right. Which is the secret where Pinocchio gets drunk, I think, or does he smoke, or does he do both? I, I don't know. I've, again. Him and a friend do this, and one of them slowly that. turns into a donkey. Oh. And it's presented in a very upsetting way. It is, right. It is still uncomfortable to watch, I think. Is it like, when, when's this from? Is this like 40s or something? Or yeah, they're early one? 50s, yeah. There mm. or thereabouts. Right. And they really are, because it's Disney going, hey, kids, don't smoke or drink. Right, they've kind of got license to make it properly horrible. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're not Get past the senses because it's serving a sort of moral good. Yeah, so it's 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 genuinely um, it remains distressing as a scene in a film because it's 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 a boy, it's a young boy who's really upset to be turning into a donkey. Right, does he turn back? No. <laughs> 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 Fuck around and find out. <laughs> That's actually what that screen was named in the shooting script to Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah. Um, Imagine that they also, you know, did a did a similar version, but it was the dangers of uh, communism. Yeah, yeah. Turned into a prawn or something. <laughs> <laughs> this this one's too left wing. It turned into a prawn. Yeah. Jaeger bombs, Andy. Yeah. Love them, hate them, can't live without them. Uh, love them and hate them and can't live without them. In very specific circumstances. Please go on. There will be, maybe, I, I would say once every five years when you're on a night out yeah. and a Jaeger bomb or a round of Jaeger bombs mm. is exactly the right thing for that moment yes but in every other circumstance and you can never know yeah um in every other circumstance bad what's the what's the worst uh shot or drink you've ever had i've had a pickle back and i didn't enjoy that at all i've had a pickle back and i th- th- thought it was all right yeah um i uh i've never drunk this but i've been near it quite a lot mm. the the fins have uh Sort of salted licorice liqueur, mm. salmiaki, right? Uh, and I fucking hate licorice. Yeah, same actually. So I wouldn't 
I wouldn't touch that in a million years. Yeah, Sambuca similarly is Sambuca. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's throw up juice. That. Yeah, that's revolting. Because you usually, if, if if shots are coming out, like it might be, yeah, on the precipice of of having a vomit. Yeah. Already. Yeah. And if um, that's just an inducement to run outside and hurl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also agree that licorice is disgusting. Yeah. But 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 um, of course you know. Sambuca's more aniseed, isn't it? And I know that yeah. they're sort of similar. Yeah. Uh, family of flavours. Mm. I don't like shots really at all. But I like Bongella. What's Bongella? Bongella's the mouth ulcer treatment. Right? That has, I think it's in, also in a similar family of flavours, but, but they've done something to it which makes me just absolutely crazy for the stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're ever out on, on, on the night, on the town... Yeah, you can't have too much of it because it's also got sort of um, anaesthetic uh, yeah. properties. Oh, the Jager bomb for me and my friend. Yes, yeah, just a squirt of Bongella. Just a for... Bongella for Andy. Yeah. A round of Bongellas for yeah. Andy. <laughs> Revolting drinks. Mm-hmm. I did when I was maybe 16 at a New Year's Eve party. Dirty pint. I had half a, half a pint of off tequila to myself. How does that go off? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. It was. And I woke up the next morning with, um, you know how the uh, the Joker has uh, cuts on either side of his mouth that make his lips look bigger? Yes. Um, well, I had that because I'd broken the glass I was drinking out of and just kept drinking out of it. Christ. So I had a sliced up face. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I suppose that's, you know, a revolting drink of a, it's more of a, a an in, an unsuitable vessel. Hmm. Um. So I don't think you can necessarily blame the drink for that. If the off tequila um, didn't hasn't really played a part, yes, I don't think. I um, that was that that was one of the sort of um, epic drunk nights of my youth. We had a lad who um, uh, threw up peas all up somebody's staircase. Good. Uh, he was he kept he kept popping, and everyone's like, "How's he had this many <laughs> this many peas?" But of course, it made sense because uh, several years prior, um, I and another friend had gone round to his house, mm. and uh, his mum did just serve up a big bowl of peas. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? There were other things, but obviously, him and his brother had a, a real, real, regular, rabid hankering for peas, and uh, that that demand was acceded to. For years. And then too many a tipple and he revealed himself all over the stairs. Yes. Oh, look, it's P-Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that nickname was reserved for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember on um, the night I had half a pint of off tequila, um, I remember my friend uh, vomiting... Uh, Projectile vomiting on the stroke of midnight, as we all came and said Happy New Year. Um, he puked so that's timing though. Yeah, he puked so hard he puked over the buckets that he was holding in front of him and onto my other friend who was lying on the floor laughing at the fact he was throwing up. Well, that's you know that's karma, isn't it? Yeah, it really is of a sort. Yeah, (laughs) or rather, sort of you know, not a karmic double whammy. Yeah. Not good for either, is it? No, it's not a good thing. So what would you do if your lied and your eyes got longer? 
Uh, I'd kill myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our two fantastic guests in this episode are Tom Tuck and Sunil Patel. You can follow Tom Tuck at, at TurleyGod on Twitter. Uh, he is one of the co-creators and co-hosts of the Alternative Comedy Memorial Society, which you should always look up if you are in London. And um, Tom is in The Play What I Wrote, uh, featuring um, Dennis Hardman and Tom Hiddleston. That's being broadcast on BBC4 on the 18th of December, which is probably before this will go out, so I assume it will be... It'll be on the iPlayer. It'll be on some sort of streaming service. The play what I wrote. And speaking of the iPlayer, you can catch our other guest, Sunil Patel, at Sunil D. Patel on Twitter. You can catch him on the iPlayer, or perhaps BBC Sounds, to be more specific, in his Radio 4 show about cryptocurrency, the title of which I cannot remember. He is also the co-host of Slime Country podcast, in which him and uh, Ed Knight and Hugh Davies uh, reveal a lot of uh, absolutely filthy stuff they found on the internet. So check that out, um, and also watch Live at the Moth Club, featuring Sunil Patel. Shall we get on with the episode? Yes, please. Let's do it. Tom Tuck and Sunil Patel, thank you very much for agreeing to explain a few things to us today. That's uh, quite all right. Thank yeah. you for baffling the room so well. What? Oh, the duvets? Yeah. Mm. The soundproofing's good. We're not responsible for that. <laughs> okay. We we just arrived. <clears throat> yeah. Who edits this podcast? What? What? Okay, good stuff. Um, just so you know, you're here to explain things to us. Um, but in the very short time that myself and Andy have existed, uh, we have come to know something of the following three things. Uh, myself and Andy have seen the film, the Disney film Pinocchio. Okay. We know what Jaeger bombs are. And we are familiar with bears. Right, okay. Quite a varied selection. It was a big, big night. <laughs> uh, I don't understand the concept. <laughs> Tom. Yes. Um, in one minute, could you please explain to me who Batman is? Your Starting. time starts now. Well, um, do you know what vigilantes are? No. Okay, right. So if someone does something bad and someone takes revenge on them. Right. Do you know what that, that might be? What would something bad be? Oh, doing a robbery or, or a stabbing. What's a robbery? Oh, it's when you take something that isn't yours from someone else. And what's a stabbing? Um, it's when you pierce someone with a sharp object. And what would uh, a sort of effective amount of revenge be or how would that revenge be enacted well see that's the thing about batman he often overdoes it okay, okay. so there's too much revenge too for, much for, revenge. for the little bit of robbing or a little bit of stabbing okay. He'll, he might um slaughter four or five people what's slaughter well it's doing killing but in a in a um a graphic would, would way be able to briefly go into what killing is yes um, if you take a stabbing a bit too far it can end up in a killing Right. So if you pierce someone too much. Yes, and, and in, in particular places. Uh, five seconds. What, what is the end result of that? Um, a billionaire puts Thank on a hat. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tom. So 
<laughs> I, I found that confusing. So in, in, in one minute, in one minute, you've explained to us that Batman is a vigilante and a vigilante is someone who takes too much revenge because someone has been pierced in the wrong places. It's about it, yeah. And he's got a belt. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tom. Much appreciated. Mm. Um, Sunil. Yeah. In uh, one minute, would you be able to explain to me what uh, the cheeky girls are starting now? Are you familiar with what girls are? We've seen them in Pinocchio. Okay, yeah. so take one of those girls from Pinocchio. Essentially clone that. So okay. you've got two of those girls. Right. Uh, and are you familiar with what singing is? They sing. I think that happens in Pinocchio. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So imagine two girls cloned mm-hmm. singing. Right. Uh, they also don't, like, they're quite scantily clad usually. What does scantily clad mean? Um, imagine Pinocchio's clothes. Yes. That shape and size, but on a full grown um, woman. So the like little, little, little shorts. shorts. Yeah. Yeah. They're familiar. They're, they're known for their little shorts. Uh, and they sing, <laughs> and people enjoy watching them sing. Why? Okay. Uh, you, you, no one can. No one actually knows. So Neil, what is cheeky? Cheeky is when you're just the right side of rude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Your time's up. Andy, could you sum up what Sunil's just said there? Sure. So, uh, Sunil, as far as I uh, understand it so far, um, the cheeky girls are. Like one of the girls from Pinocchio, but doubled, uh, and they have uh, somehow got into Pinocchio's clothes, and people uh, enjoy this, but nobody is able to fathom as to why. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sam. It's very useful information. You didn't mention Lembitopic was going to help? <laughs> I did not think that would help. <laughs> Even I can't explain Lembitopic. Tom, very briefly... What is Lembitopic? Um, so, do you remember the Limb- Liberal Democrats? Oh, God. No. No, no one does. It's amazing. <laughs> but they, they used to have a, a long one, really, really long Liberal Democrat. And when he got... Um, he started going out with one of the cheeky girls. Even he didn't know which one. And uh, then af- after that, he tried uh, stand-up comedy. Have you heard of... We're unfamiliar with it. <laughs> well... Turns out, so was he. <laughs> Just quickly, what is the what is the sort of standard length for a liberal democrat? About five foot seven. Great, thank you, Tom. Wow. <laughs> I'm just thinking they probably do have no, quite you, a few female should. MPs. I always thought of them being quite tall, though. Oh. I don't know why. I'll go back to my stats. Quite... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, myself and Andy uh, have only existed in in this space that uh, we exist in now um, but we are aware that there are many other spaces to exist in um, Sunil yeah. in two minutes can you explain to me what MI5 is your time starting now MI5 the initials stand for Ministry of Intelligence 5 uh, and it's one of the government ministries responsible for dealing with Internal terrorist threats to the state. <laughs> uh, okay. What's a ministry? Uh, what's terrorists? And what's the state? And what's right. the government? Government is a group of people who are in charge of running the country. Ministry 
is a group of people underneath that large group of people who have been tasked with a specific aim. Okay. Intelligence (laughs) (laughs) is the gathering of information. And terrorism? Terrorism is when people break or blow up things in order to advance their um, aims, I guess. When you say run the country, yeah. what does that mean? Sort of like, sort of like, basically it's quite a large country, lots of people, and someone's got to be in charge of them, otherwise they would do bad things. What is a country? Country is a, con- it's like, it's, it's a lot of people in a certain area, and there's a border around that. Okay, and what's they, the border made of? The border can be made of anything. It can be in your head, it can be water, it can be a mountain, it can be a river, how'd it can be a, a wall. How do you get a mountain in your head? <laughs> no, those are physical borders, but there can be imaginary borders as well. Okay. So people can imagine a border there and then agree that they live on one side of it or the other. Why, why would they do this? Um, because they are scared of the other people on the other side of the border. The may, terrorists. Some no, sometimes terrorists can be within your border. <laughs> and what what would what would MI5 do about this? Five seconds. Uh, what they would do is they'd find someone, say they're a terrorist, and then lock them up without any sort of trial. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Sunil. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was quite a lot of information quite there. A lot there, yeah. Um, and we appreciate all of it. <laughs> Good. Um, so. MI5 is a place where a group of people decide to find terrorists who are other people who blow up or break things within an an unclearly specified or delineated uh, area that is agreed through its borders to be a country mm. and the terrorists blow up or break things within that. Yeah, that's it. That's actually right. Yeah, but MI5 don't necessarily need to actually find the right ones. That's exactly what I was saying, yeah. They they find someone to fulfill that role. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Sunil. Well, that was actually pretty intelligent, that answer for me. Good, good. We, we, we appreciate all the information. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope we get more of that... Uh, now, hopefully, uh, um, Tom. Hopefully, terrorism will be relevant to what's about to come up. Tom Tuck. In uh, two minutes, I would love for you to explain to me what Hooters is. Right. Your, your time starts now. Right? Are you familiar with bars? Um. So essentially, bars are places where you can go, much like a ministry. Uh, but instead of gathering intelligence, you grab, g- gather liquids. Would you consume a Jaeger bomb in a bar? Yes, you might. Right. Uh, I wouldn't, but one might. What would you consume in a bar? Perhaps a beer. What's a beer? Okay. Um, Do you turn into a donkey? <laughs> no. Okay. One might, but I don't. Okay. Um, so what you need is barley mm-hmm. and hops and water right. and some thyme. And then you get beer. Okay. Um, I'm somewhat familiar with beer because uh, it's drunk in Pinocchio. But the end result of that is a small boy turns into a donkey. I see. I see. Is that a metaphor for being drunk? What's a metaphor? Well, um, 
Imagine something that isn't here. <laughs> We're only familiar with three things. It's very difficult. Well, for instance, is there a Jaeger bomb here? No. If I said, imagine a Jaeger bomb here, and that represents um, the uh, small amount of VAT. <laughs> so a metaphor is imagining that a Jaeger bomb isn't here. No, it well, is here. Oh, it isn't it, here. It is here. And a metaphor is imagining that it is here. Yeah. Okay. So, um, imagine this bar. Right. And in this bar, you have um, people who dress a little bit like the cheeky girls. Okay, they've got okay. little shorts on. They've got little shorts on. Pinocchio's hat. Pinocchio's hat. A crop top uh, with owls on. Now, this is a joke. <laughs> it's a joke about... Um, what are owls? Owls. Ten seconds. They're, 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 they're sort of... Um, swivelly nighttime birds. <laughs> Thank you very much. Much like the women in Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, thank you for the information. Um, Andy, would you like to uh, sum up what's been said there? Yep, of course. Um, so, uh, Tom has just explained that Hooters is is a bar, which is uh, somewhere where you might be able to get Jaeger bombs. However, he doesn't do that himself. Uh, you could get a beer in a bar. Um, uh, and then we got uh, into the weeds a little bit of what a metaphor is, which is uh, much as what we're doing now, imagining that a, uh, a Jaeger bomb is here when it isn't. That's a metaphor. Um, and in uh, after that, we, we got back onto what, what Hooters is, and uh, apparently there are Lots of cheeky girls in a hooters, uh, and they are behaving in the manner of swivelly nighttime birds. Nailed it. Thank you very much, Tom. One of the most interesting areas of the human experience to myself and Andy is the world of art and the world of creativity. Um, Sunil. Yeah. How do you know what art is? We've seen Pinocchio. Uh, and the Jager bomb. Gotcha. Sunil, in three minutes, yeah. could you please explain to me the plot of The Lord of the Rings? Oh, Your time starts now. Can't even explain it to myself. Okay, it's a story mm. about uh, these this bad wizard who... What's a wizard? It's sort of like a fictional character who can do magic male <laughs> uh, who can do magic and they're either good or evil okay what okay. what marks this one uh, particularly out as 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 bad or evil uh he wants to um i think make the whole world dark or something <laughs> okay make the wants, whole world he dark. wants to make the whole world dark he wants to get rid of all the light Right, uh, and the other end of the sort of good evil spectrum on this sort of conception of morality is making everything a lot lighter. That's it. Yeah, okay. correct. Yeah, okay. it's the difference between day and night. Uh, yeah. So, he, so there's a bad wizard. Right. He's trying to get hold of a ring, which is a bit of jewelry you put on your finger, uh, mm-hmm. and that ring will apparently give him the power to turn the world dark. How uh, does the ring give him the power? It's uh, it's just got the power in it. Uh, it's been around for a bit. The ring. Um, Where's where is the power in it? Uh, it's sort of magic. So when when I say magic, you can essentially imagine well, magic is essentially another way of saying there's no real science behind it. 
Uh, what is science? Science yeah. is the, it's a method of uh, understanding the world through sort of t- testing it <laughs> with empirical. <laughs> so basically knocking on it with a hammer and seeing is that real or not. And in magic, you can't really do that with magic because there's nothing there. Okay. okay. But the so, ring is presumably there. The ring the ring exists. But you can't hit it with a hammer. You you can hit it with a hammer, but there's magic in it, but you can't actually see or feel or touch that magic. It's uh it's something you have to it's it, it's it's a it's a film. It's a film, so there's a lot of stuff in there that's not real. It doesn't exist in the real world. Okay. Right? So you just make it up, you put it in your head, and you just fucking accept it. Right? <laughs> When you're watching it, you just have to accept it. You can't ask for an explanation on any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it ruins the enjoyment of the film for you. Are there any other characters in it? Or a book, whatever. There are other characters. There's, a, there's different races of beings. There's orcs. Okay. Uh, there's hobbits, elves, dwarves. Okay, question number one. Sure. What is an orc? Orc uh, is based on people who live in the north of England. And mm-hmm. they're usually seen as sort of like quite violent, stupid uh, humanoids. <laughs> okay, what is a hobbit? A hobbit is uh, sort of a little, sweet little humanoid who potters about farming in a sort of very lush green area. Thank you, Snow. No problem. Thank you. Um, in your time, you have explained that the Lord of the Rings is a bad wizard. Who's bad because he wants to turn everything dark. That's right. Is that? Not, I think that's true. I think that's right. Yeah. And he derives his power from a ring that you can't hit with a hammer. <laughs> you, can, you can hit the ring with a hammer, but you won't be able to hit the magic within. No. And you're not allowed to have it explained to you why. No. Yeah. And uh, also in the mix yeah. are people from the north of England yeah. and some sweet little people. Yeah, and they potter about. They potter about. Gardening. Gardening, uh, tilling the land, ploughing and that. Picking berries and stuff, I think. I haven't seen it or read it. Well, I, for one, can't wait to see it. (laughs) Sounds incredible. Sounds excellent. Thank you very much, Neil. Pleasure. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tom, would you be able to explain to me in three minutes uh, Pac-Man? Well, yes. Starting now. Have you, um, after being to a bar, you can sometimes go to a nightclub. What is a nightclub? It's a du- it's a room that's darker than a bar. Has a wizard new- has a wizard made it dark? It's only temporarily dark. Okay. Because what they'll do is they'll flash lights, other lights, so you'll see the flashing lights more clearly in so, the temporarily dark. So place. going between dark and light, the nightclub fluctuates between good and evil. I would say it's gen- generally an amoral place. Okay. <laughs> Not him. A. Now, when you go in there, instead of drinks, you might take little pills. Okay. What is a little pill? A little pill is a a, a, a small comestible um, uh, drug. <laughs> okay. Um, occasionally they can be um, administered, administered as a suppository, but generally this doesn't happen in clubs. What is a suppository? It just goes right up your bum. Okay. Have you okay. seen bums? I think Pinocchio's got a bum. Yeah. Well, okay. just cast your mind back to the cheeky girls. Ah. <laughs> Do no. they do they have to remove their little shorts before they? Generally, generally, if if they're, if they're as tight as if they're as tight as that, I would say trying to put in a suppository without taking off your shorts would be incredibly difficult. So, one you 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 have a little pill in in the club, yeah, and then you go crazy and uh, you can chase the ghosts. Now <laughs> they made a version of that, but as a game. Um, what is a ghost? A ghost is uh, someone who isn't here anymore, uh, but floats about a bit um, translucently. Uh, Are they not here anymore in that they've uh, simply left the and room? No, they, 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 they've either been stabbed or died of natural causes. Right, okay, so they're, they're dead. They're dead, yes. Okay. Sorry. And presumably Batman's out for revenge. Um, I've never seen Batman in, in a Pac-Man game. Does Batman go to a nightclub? I imagine so, because so, 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 some of the... Uh, the old um, rough and readies would probably be hanging out there, and you can go and duff, duff them right up. Okay, so you're in a nightclub, which is a bar that turns light and dark, and there's a wizard and a Batman somewhere. So, so someone <laughs> decided, I'll make a version of this, but I will make it completely symmetrical and 2D to make it easier to program on a computer. What is 2D? Yeah. Um, so, um, ghosts live a further dimension up from us and they look down at the three what? dimensions three dimensions okay and so we look down at a piece of paper and go haha you're rubbish right <laughs> so so ghosts are uh if we're establishing a hierarchy here ghosts can be in the three-dimensional world but you're saying that ghosts are looking down they're above they're above where well, I wouldn't say above. Six seconds. Ghosts. I wouldn't say above because people, the fourth dimension isn't, you know, paper. in the three dimensions. Yes. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and, then, and then it's dots after that. Okay. 
Andy, would you like to sum up what Tom's just said? Uh, so uh, there, there is an, a nightclub is a is a darkened room which uh, becomes intermittently very light, uh, and in this room people go there and they have uh, little pills of drugs. These enable them to see ghosts which uh, somebody has uh, taken this experience and, and made it two-dimensional, so worse uh, if, if we're going by the, the hierarchy established of it's ghosts on, are the highest, then the physical world of people, and then paper. It's, it's two-dimensional, which means that it's on paper and you laugh at it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Tom. No worries. I don't think that's what it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Myself and Andy have only existed for a very brief period of time, but we are keen to learn more about what happened before we existed. Um, Sunil, mm-hmm. in three minutes, could you explain to me what the building of the pyramids was? Your time starting now. The pyramids are, are large pyramid-shaped structures uh, in Egypt. Uh, and the building of it is subject to... I mean, a lot of people don't know who actually built them. Some people say that human, lots of humans built them. Other people say it was aliens. What are aliens? Uh, aliens are beings f- who aren't of this world. So they come from another world. They fly over in a spaceship, and um, they built the pyramids. What do they look like? Uh, no one knows, but some people think they looked a bit like us, but with no, no, not one single hair on them, and much bigger eyes and grey skin. <laughs> so they, so aliens fly above us in spaceships, and they look like us. Yeah, but with greyer skin and big eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like from a different world, so they look, a, they look a little bit like us, but they're a completely different species. Okay. Uh, and they built the pyramids in uh, Egypt. That's what some people think. Um, no one knows why they built them, but people think they built them because they can't imagine that human beings could build the pyramids because it looks too hard to do if you don't have any machinery or um, lifting equipment. Why do some people think? Well, you've sort of just explained yeah. that. Yeah, because, yeah, it's, because the, it's made of big stones. I suppose I was driving at um, what sort of people think that because you're, you're you're making a distinction here between what some people think some people think oh right. a i want to know what you think I, and b i want to know who are these people who think that they were built by aliens i don't know who built them but okay. i think i don't know who built them. i don't know how they did it um historians think they did it just using like um lots of manpower lots of people what's manpower manpower is um the i mean like it's human um, sort of strength, like pure brute strength, human strength. That's manpower. What would you say is the upper limit of one human's strength? Very interesting question, actually. I saw a man holding a, like, holding a horse on his shoulders, and I think that's probably the limit. What's a horse? Horse is a very large animal uh, that walks on four legs. <laughs> The very heavy. Out when you were talking about Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, uh, Pinocchio probably had a horse. I think. Did he? <laughs> he t- 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 donkey, donkey. Imagine donkey. Imagine donkey, donkey, imagine yeah. donkey but bigger. 
Okay, a big Much donkey. Big, it's a big donkey. Mm. Where did you see a man carrying a big donkey? <sighs> Twitter. <laughs> What's Twitter? 15 Twitter seconds. Is, um, it's, uh, it's social media where people can um, publish photos or writing that other people anywhere in the world can read, unless they set their profile to private. Thanks. Thank you, Sunil. That's all right. In your time, you've explained that pyramids are pyramid-shaped things (laughs) (laughs) that were built by someone, either humans or aliens, which are grey humans with big eyes. Yeah, that's right. From another world. Yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) I think that covers it. (laughs) But there was was more information. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm struggling to articulate, Andy. Uh, Well, the the greatest display of human strength (laughs) that Sunil has ever witnessed was a fella... Picking up a horse on his shoulders. On his shoulders. Yeah. And um, the reason that some people don't believe that humans built the pyramids is because they haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they haven't seen a man pick up a large yeah. donkey before. Yeah. So they think humans couldn't have possibly built the pyramids. It must be grey humans. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sunil. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sunil. Um, Tom, three minutes. Please explain to me the Black Plague. Your time starts now. Well, um, you know people can get sick. You know, can uh, get sick. Such so, so as if you've had too many Jaeger bombs. Yes, yes, you might. You might feel sick after too many Jaeger bombs. But um, some diseases aren't uh, transmitted by Jaeger. They okay. are instead transmitted by um, virus. What's a virus? Well, it's like um, a tiny um, parasitic organism um, which will live inside people or indeed well, other animals. What, what is a parasitic organism? Uh, it's something that, that could not survive outside the host. Now, the host could be you, me, or a little rat, which is sort of like um, a really short legged donkey. Okay. Okay. So, a parasitic or- organism lives in you, me, or a rat. Or, or or a donkey. Or a donkey. Now, um, if... What does it look like? Um, it's a single cell, so, I mean, basically two-dimensional. So, so it's on paper? Yeah. On, on paper, you could say that. Okay. <laughs> now, so, uh, a long time ago, <laughs> in a place not far from here, um, they've had too many rats with too many vi- vi- parasites in them. And How many is too many yeah. parasites? Well, it depends on the square foot. Would you be able to give us a figure? Say one square foot. One square foot, I would say that's uh, four rats per square foot, too many. And (laughs) per per rat, let's say a thousand parasitic organisms, probably too many. Okay. Okay. There's 4,000 rats per square foot all over the major (laughs) cities in Europe. And the people are getting just nuzzling I'm, I'm, up I'm, to them. I'm bringing to bear my, my imagining skills that we developed earlier, and this is absolutely horrifying. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if you nuzzled with um, uh, a rat that had too many 
um, parasites in it. Tom, what is nuzzled? Um, to press your face against up the warm parts of a thing. Okay, so... <laughs> so what, what is the warmest part of a rat? I, I would say it's belly. Okay. Which is sort of like your... Um, so if you were to locate the coldest bit of a rat and you were to nose. rub yourself against that, would that, uh, would that fall under your definition of nuzzling or would that be a different act? Um, I, 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 I think at a stretch that is a nuzzle. Right, okay. Um, what do you... Temperature doesn't come into it then? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, if all of the rat is a uniform temperature, then obviously it wouldn't come into it. If the rat is dead, I reckon probably disqualifies it from being a nuzzle. Okay. <laughs> what, what does it then become, 12 seconds? Um, just a <laughs> lovely bit of business. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, would you like to go over what information Tom has presented? Then, <laughs> so the uh, uh, the black the black plague uh, w- w- was a situation which occurred not far from here, wherever this is, um, during which there were four thousand rats per square foot, and uh, the rats had within them uh, parasitic organisms or viruses. Um, and due to the, the sheer number of rats, uh, people were unable to resist from nuzzling against them, uh, locating their, their warmest parts. Uh, and in doing so, something happened. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Something. Yeah. Thank you. If it's okay with the both of you, we'd just like to throw some random things at you. Yeah. And uh, ask you to explain what those are. Um, Sneil. Yeah. In three minutes, could you please explain to me what a Furby is? Furby? Your time starts now. Toy for children. Uh, Pinocchio is a toy. Pinocchio is a toy. Mm. Uh, Do you know what a a child... It's a child's toy... Uh, that you get. It's basically a round, furry, made-up animal with the computer chips in it, uh, sort of various circuitry. That uh, What's a computer chip? Um, <laughs> it's computer chips are... You know that magic ring from f- f- uh, fucking Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yes. like that. We've heard you a bit about it. You sh- but this one you shouldn't hit with a hammer and you don't know what's inside and you don't know how it works, but it is there. And so, it does a lot of stuff. But it doesn't have any magic in it because <laughs> it does hit- have magic in it and you can't question it. Okay. But so hitting it with a hammer would would break it. So that dispels the magic. Yeah, hitting a computer chip with a hammer dispels the magic. Okay. So that's, that's good to know. Yeah, that's the difference between a computer chip and the ring from the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so a Furby is a small toy full of computer chips. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so it's basically it's a magical thing that talks. It says two or three different things. What are they? Feed me, cuddle me, uh, or it makes a crying noise. Uh, so it's designed to make children attached to it to think it's a pet, like a living pet, but it's not. It's um, it's a it's a plastic thing with computer chips inside it. So it's so it's it's not living. It's not living. So no. F- so Furby's are dead. Yes, they are dead. They they were never alive. 
Okay. Do you understand? So it's basically, you know how Pinocchio is a toy that comes to life? He becomes a real boy. He becomes a real boy, yeah. This is, imagine a toy, but it never gets to the point where it's a real boy. It just acts like a real boy. Is there a situation... It's a failed Pinocchio. It's a failed Pinocchio. Is there a situation in which it could cross the Pinocchio threshold? Uh, I've actually, like a lot of people think it has uh, demonic spirits inside it. So they don't like to have what it. What is a there. demonic spirit? You know how... And how did they get inside it? You know the bad wizard from Lord of the Rings? Yes. Wants to make everything dark. Yeah, but you don't actually see his body. It's just his spirit. It's just out there in the world, in the air, and you okay. can't actually touch it. Mm-hmm. So they think one of those bad wizards has got inside the Furby uh, and is... Presumably because it's dark in there. Yeah, it's dark in there, and they want to get hold of the magic computer chip inside, um, uh, and so that's what people think. And why are these given to children? <laughs> uh, because they look like toys. That they are toys for children to play with. Because adults aren't interested in them at all. Why not? Uh, because they prefer real people and pets. <laughs> Thank you, Sydney. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, God. So, Sunil, you've told us that a Furby is a failed Pinocchio with a bad wizard in it that is given to children because adults prefer real things like pets. Yeah, but there is scope for it to attain Pinocchio status if if a demonic spirit gets in. Yep. Correct. Great. I stand by that. Thank you. No, it's it's all it's all handy Good. information. Uh, Tom, please could you uh, explain to me what um, uh, being a nun is? In three minutes, your time starts now. Now, um, remember the cheeky girls? Yes. yes. Um, the opposite of a cheeky girl is a nun. Big shorts. <laughs> really big black shorts underneath a really big black cowl with a sort of white hat instead of a instead of Pinocchio's little yellow one, yeah. a white hat that, um, like much like a horse, um, doesn't allow them to see um, in the peripheral. What is their relationship to Lembe Oatpig? Um, the exact opposite of Cheeky Girls. No nun has ever seen Lembe Oatpig. Is that what the peripheral vision restricting... Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would you... Uh, could you be drawn to speculate on what would happen if a nun did... See them, but open. Well, I think they'd probably go um, and do their favourite activity, which is sitting in the dark and asking God for stuff. So what they would go, they'd kneel down. That's what nuns do. Um, instead of shaking their bum, that's what cheeky girls do. Uh, they'd kneel down on on a bit of wood mm-hmm. and look up at God and go, "Please let me forget seeing Lembitopic." So the nuns are kneeling down on wood, yeah. looking up at God. Mm. What's God on? Uh, he's, he's on a rager. What's a rager? Now, uh, when, when, when you uh, have too much of uh, the Jaeger bombs okay. or, or mouth drugs, right, and you so, smash shit up. Okay, so God is a terrorist who's had too much pills and booze. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, well, just judging from his actions recently. Okay. Uh, could you give me a couple? Um, he he did a. Uh, Similar to the Black Death, mm-hmm. but um, 
on a bat instead of a, a, a mouse or a rat, which is um, like a bat, but with wings. Um, What's the warmest part of it? I would say the belly. Okay. I'd say the belly. And also, uh, so, what are we talking about again? <laughs> being a nun. Being a nun. So, it, to, being a nun, it's mainly asking God for stuff okay. and then being disappointed. Does this have to be done in the dark? It doesn't have to be done in the dark. It can okay. be done by candlelight or um, right. as light streams through um, uh, uh Stained glass. What, what are they called? Window. Stained glass window. Is that stained glass window? Right. What is a stained glass window? It's like a window, um, but all coloured. It's a coloured window. It's a coloured window. Okay. Often um, depicting shapes, f- f- like a god. And why are the nuns specifically asking God for stuff? Uh, well, they believe quite fervently that He will give them that stuff. And some of, the, some of the time it's just for them to have patience for what, the other stuff. What indication have they received that uh, he's willing to accede to their demands? Um, I, I think the Five re- seconds. revelation of incense. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I should have said that they're staying, they're all, they all live in the same house. It's best to stack all the important information right at the end so they can't yeah. question it. <laughs> Figured it out. <laughs> Andy, could you please sum up what Tom's just said? Uh, so uh, nuns are the, the uh, diametric opposite of the cheeky girls in that they have... <laughs> they wear, wear very, very uh, big, dark clothing uh, and um, blinkers so that they are incapable of seeing Lembidopic, uh, <laughs> sight of whom would have drastic consequences um, and uh, they spend the majority of their time kneeling on wood um, <laughs> and asking a figure uh, who's on a rager to uh, and is a terrorist and is, and is a terrorist to uh, to solve solve little problems for them <laughs> thank you Tom no problem it's very useful information Myself and Andy are very interested in the human race and we're very interested in the things that the human race do. Um, Sunil, in three minutes, could you explain to me what I would be doing if I had to do jury duty? Yeah, sure. Your time starts now. Okay, jury, you would be on a jury and a, a jury is a group of people who are asked, 12 of them, usually 12. 12. And you sit and you watch a trial of someone who has been accused of a crime, and then you get to decide if that person is guilty or not guilty. I get to decide, or all You 12? as a group have to decide. Why is it 12? Because um, there were, tw- I, I don't know. It's one one egg each for breakfast. <laughs> Presumably, these are these are crimes or instances where uh, Batman has not had the opportunity to intercede. Batman doesn't exist. Let's get away from Batman. Okay. Batman's like that wizard from Lord of the Rings, right? Not in a, it's in a story. Batman. Okay. Um, so there's twelve people. Uh, there's a criminal. Um, what is a criminal? Criminal is someone who's been, sorry, an accused. Someone being accused of a crime, so okay. they're not a criminal yet. So a crime is doing something that is against the law, such as 
such as stabbing someone too hard with a pointy object and hurting them. As yeah. Batman, as Batman w- would want yes, revenge for, right. were yeah. he real. Yeah. Were he, exactly, yeah. Uh, so uh, then that person who's been accused of a crime has to go up in front of a judge and jury. So a jury is what you'd be on. A judge is a lad or a woman who's been uh, involved with... He under, They understand the process, what the law is, and they make sure that the trial goes uh, as fairly as possible. So a judge is someone who understands what the law is. Yeah. What's the law? The law is a system of rules... That we all have to abide by. If if a judge is the only person who understands what the law is, how are others expected to adhere to it? Uh, as in, like, as in, he understands this the justice system, which is a system designed to uphold the laws. The laws we're all aware of, right? And even if you if you break a law and you're not aware of it, that's actually not a defence. You should already know what the law is. You're assumed to already know what the law is. So, Neil, um, how did you become a judge? Right. I'm not a judge. Uh, but I'm, you understand the laws. I don't understand the justice system. I don't know the legal the legal system. That's what it's called. Legal system, which is like understanding like all the court cases that have gone before you before like uh, you know how the laws all of fuck. them fuck um so oh, right juries not all of them uh you're basically so there. a judge is someone who understands laws in the legal system yeah and you just said that you understood what those were and told us what they were no i don't understand the legal system but i know what the laws are thank you Sunil. <laughs> What we've learned there in Sunil's explanation of what jury duty is, is that juries and judges um, decide whether or not a criminal has done a crime. Um, But because only a judge understands laws in the legal system, and Sunil has admitted that he is not a judge, we can't trust any of the other information that he's provided. Okay, that seems fairly um, fairly damning, to be honest. Mm. Of who? Of of you. Uh, of you. Yeah, sorry. I don't need to apologise. Well, right. I think if if we've if we've um, arrived at a situation where we're able to throw out all of that information, that is still at least some concrete. Those things that have been said by Sunil are not true. Mm. <laughs> yeah. so that's still learning. Yeah. Oh, good disregard this yeah. is still information. Um, I'm sorry that you're not a judge, Sunil. Yeah, I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was. Perhaps this experience will uh, give yes. you the, the dedication and the drive that you require to make that a reality. I could become a magistrate, but let's not get into that. Tom. In uh, three minutes, please, uh, could you explain to me what getting a haircut is? Right. Starting now. Um, have, you, have you seen um, the feature that grows out of the top of real boys' heads? So when Pinocchio was merely a toy, he had a moulded sort of bit top of his head. The mm. top of his head was hard. Yeah. And, and then when, when he turned into a real boy, he had 
softer stuff on the but top. Furbies aren't real, but they do have softer stuff on them. Well, yes. we, we don't know that for sure. We didn't get that information. No, we did. We were told furry. that they were furry. It's that like soft. Yeah. So, so ima- imagine if you'd shaved. No, hang on. Imagine if uh, you'd torn most of the fur off a of Furby and just left the top bit. Right. Why? All the chips are exposed. All, so all the chips are exposed. Why would you attack a Furby? Oh, uh, to get the demons out. I see. Now, uh, when <laughs> all real boys have a little bit of fur on top of there, but what it, what it does, it doesn't stop growing. Like uh, your eyes, your, lip, your lips. Your eyes your don't eyes stop growing. growing. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop. No, no, they stop growing. But the, the fur on top of your head. Is it possible that aliens are just boys whose eyes haven't stopped growing? <laughs> Entirely possible. Okay. Yes. Um, but they don't need haircuts. As, as, so you, as don't have, been you don't have an eye cut if your eye becomes... <laughs> I, 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 I think it's a gentle shave. Rather than using scissors. If okay. aliens are hairless, has someone attacked them to get the demons out? Um, that is a possibility, but I, I, I couldn't swear on it. Now, um, when what can you swear on? Bibles, um, <laughs> street corners, <laughs> the Quran. <laughs> okay. Your mother's life. Anyway. Sometimes. What is the Bible and the Quran? Um, they are uh, uh, texts from two of the three major Abrahamic faiths. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is the other major Abrahamic faith? The Judaism. Okay. okay. What's their book? Uh, uh, the, they've got two. I think the Talmud, the Talmud and the Torah. Okay. What okay. is the difference between the three Abrahamic faiths? Um, essentially, length of time um, from which they measure... Um, when the good guy was born. <laughs> Who's if, the good guy? Yeah. Um, well, uh, going backwards. The good, good guys going if, backwards. If, if good, guy, good, good guys go back. That's if, what they say. If, if, we're, if we're assuming that the eyes grow biggest and the good guys <laughs> of each of the three major Abrahamic faiths... Uh, anyway, a lot of the uh, who, major Which Abrahamic one's got the biggest have, eyes? Have, you have, they have views on haircuts and we need to get to this. You've got two seconds. Oh, what is that view? Chopping it. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> Andy. Well, that went. Would that you, was good, man. Would, you, was... would you like to take us through Tom's explanation of what a haircut is? <laughs> so, if a boy becomes real <laughs> and bits of him keep growing, the hair, the eyes, and the lips. One of these can be addressed, <laughs> and 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 the other major uh, thing to be considered here is that there's a divergence in how the hair can be addressed uh, across the three major Abrahamic faiths. No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there is. I can only go with one. Uh, we can only repeat what oh, we've been sorry, told yeah, to now. Right. Yeah, so, some people say hats. Some people oh, yeah, say, yeah, some, have a haircut. Yeah. Some people say, cover it all up. Yeah. Okay, some people yeah, say, grow your chin bits out. Yeah, yeah. Do they say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was translating from the Arabic. <laughs> Thank you. One last area of human experience myself and Andy are very keen to learn more about 
uh, is the world of comedy and the world of humour. Um, Sunil? Yeah? Um, could you please explain to me why the following joke is funny? Yeah. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? Just look for the fresh prints. You've got three minutes starting now. Okay, so this is a joke that has... It's a joke because it has... Uh, that that line has two meanings. So it's the confusion between the two meanings that's supposed to be funny. Uh, the two meanings are, uh, how do you follow Will Smith? Will Smith mm-hmm. is an actor. Mm-hmm. Right. Why am I going louder? Okay. <laughs> Will Smith is an actor. I can hear you. Uh, and acting involves pretending to be other people uh, in within a story. What other people has Will Smith pretended to be? Uh, Will Smith has also pretended to be uh, Hitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hitch, is, Hitch is a relationship coach. <laughs> What's a relationship coach? So, a relationship coach <laughs> is someone men hire, men hire, they pay these people to help them pick up uh women be more successful with uh the opposite sex or to pick up in, in, in hitch in the film was a fictional character who was helping another fictional character um seduce a woman do we uh believe or know whether lembid opic hired hitch or a hitch equivalent in order to uh, improve his relationship with one or both of the cheeky girls. We Could Lembit yeah. Opic use Hitch to improve his relationship with the nuns? <laughs> well, the thing is, Lembit Opic is unique amongst men in that he doesn't need the help of someone like Hitch. <laughs> is that on account of his extraordinary length? <laughs> on account of many, uh, many, many, the, the full package of things that... Uh, that uh, Somehow you just can't pick apart one thing and say this is the thing to do. He, he's got it all. Okay. Uh, and you say anyway, so hitch, hitch helps people to seduce women. Yeah. Sunil, yeah, yeah. how do you seduce women? Well, Hitch says um, you have to like sort of be quite confident around women. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just act confidently. Uh, I think that's what he said. That's what Hitch said. Uh, but Hitch was just a ca- Hitch was just a character, right? In a film, that's another character that Will Smith has played. Okay, can you but, tell me another character Will Smith has played? Will Smith played uh, a character called Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> in a show called The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay, what's The Fresh Prince of Bel Air? <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air is a is a, sh- is a fictional account of how um, a boy went from one area of his country to a much more wealthy area of his country called Bel Air. And he was called the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because his name was the Fresh His nickname was the Fresh Prince of, I don't know. Okay. But the Fresh, Fresh Prince. Your time's up. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was a good effort, I think. (laughs) And we appreciate the effort. Yeah, good. We do appreciate your effort. Um, Sunil, (laughs) <laughs> in your explanation of how do you follow Will Smith in the snow just look for the best prints the reason that's funny is because Will Smith played a character called Hitch he's portrayed two characters <laughs> he's portrayed Hitch and Will, Will Smith I'll get to Will Smith in a second 
<laughs> but Hitch is a character who explained <laughs> to all men with the exclusion of Lembit Oatpick how better to seduce women. <laughs> and he also played a character which coincidentally had the same name as him. <laughs> <laughs> that was a boy that went <laughs> from a poor area of his country to a rich area of his country. And that's why just look for the Fresh Prince is funny. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Uh, can I? I'm going to look it up. Okay. Thank you, Sunil. That's right. Tom, uh, we've, we've heard from Sunil. Now we'd like to hear from you as to why the following joke is funny. You will have to participate in this joke. Who's there? What? <laughs> Sorry. Not yet. Have you seen the movie Constipated? No. That's because it hasn't come out yet. You've got three minutes to explain why that's funny starting now. Um, now, uh, as opposed to the last joke which involved a pun, mm -hmm. this involves uh, two definitions of actually the same word, which isn't a pun. Okay? So a pun is when two words are spelt different, but they sound alike. Ha ha ha. But here, we've got a phrase. Come out yet. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know what constipation is? No. No. Now, it's a, a condition where you might... Um, Apply a suppository to to fix it. It's when um, would the suppository enable you to see the ghosts? <laughs> Do you have constipation in a nightclub? Uh, I think you can. Okay. I, I think w one of the benefits of con uh, constipation, as opposed to the opposite, is it, it do doesn't really tie you down from doing things. Whereas, the, if you've really opened up the sluices, you might want to stay in. What are the other benefits to constipation? <laughs> Give you a real, real sense of focus. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, so, uh, if you're constipated, what um, your uh, fecal matter—that uh, is, that is the uh, the byproduct of having having some food—will uh, usually come out the other end. But if you're constipated, you might find it difficult. So it hasn't come out yet. Okay, I've seen food because I think Geppetto eats some food in Pinocchio, and a bear eats some food, and a bear eats some food. Um, but I've there's no part in Pinocchio where you see the food come out the other end. Ah, so they they do generally chop that out of fiction. Okay, okay, um, unless unless it's a sort of raucous um, knockabout comedy. Could you give us an example? Um, perhaps Hitch? when... Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen Hitch, actually. Oh, but maybe. Bridesmaids, where one of them does a poo in a sink. Okay. What's a sink? Um, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's a receptacle for running water that lives in two main parts of your house. Which are? Bathroom and kitchen. Okay. Now, if a film hasn't come out yet... That doesn't mean that it's shit. <laughs> Necessarily. But hence the joke. Because if it hasn't come out yet, it is not yet in the cinemas. Did you see Pinocchio in a cinema? What's no. a cinema? It's like a big telly um, where everyone can go. Everyone. Everyone. So wizards, god, terrorists. <laughs> yeah, if they buy a ticket. Nuns. Nuns. Nuns, are, nuns are particularly able to focus on it due to the big... <laughs> What happens Nats. if Lembic Oatpick goes to the cinema with nuns? Uh, well, I, I'd imagine they've gone to see The Sound of Music. Um, what is The Sound of Music? Well, it's a, it's a, 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 a musical um, set um, rather near a war. 
Okay, how, and there's lots of singing in it. How close to a war is it set? Oh, in time or distance? Uh, both. Uh, about 11 foot and uh, 48 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Andy, would you like to sum up what's been said there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's and a... uh, the sound of music has come out. So Okay, is it shit? No, it's, it's alright. Okay. A bit runny. <laughs> 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 so when one consumes food, um, usually uh, it passes through the body and emerges the other end. If one is constipated, uh, it might need to be uh, removed with the aid of a suppository. Um, and the coming out of the body is, is the part of, part of that that's, that's difficult. Um, a film can be described as coming out. Uh, the sound of music has come out. Um, no, I can't. I, I think you did rather well there. <laughs> I can't remember any of the rest of it. <laughs> I think the only other thing that we learned is you don't see any food coming out of anyone in Hitch. Oh. <laughs> no one does a vom? I don't think so. I, don't, I can't Presumably remember that's not it. part of the seduction process. <laughs> I need to watch it again. Just one big advert for Hitch, this. <laughs> At the end of all of that, Andy, who do you think has provided the most satisfactory explanations? Well, it was it was uh, neck and neck, as far as I'm concerned, up until the point at which we learnt that all of Sunil's uh, explanations up to round five had to be discounted due to the fact that he's a liar. Mm. Uh, so I will have to say that um, that Tom's explanations were, were the most satisfactory. I think, in a very real way, we've, we've learnt the most from Sunil because we've learnt about dishonesty. Mm-hmm. Um, but the specific question was which explanations were most satisfactory. And because we can't trust Sunil, no, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid we're going to have to say that Tom provided the most satisfactory I'm afraid. <laughs> yes, well, I have to say I am surprised, especially after, after that Pac-Man one. Um, but uh, Sunil, we very much appreciate oh, it's been a your pleasure. efforts. Yeah. And Tom. Um, Thanks as well. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I wonder if he'll become a ghost yeah. now. Good. Do you think we have to clean that up? I should never just walk out of here, can't we? Right. <sighs> See you then. Yep. Well done. Yeah, you do that. You have been listening to Born Yesterday featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi. 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.